What up, Fatherhoods Nation? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. They've got ill creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Not only that, but Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and all that. You can make a little paper from your podcast too with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one spot. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Yo, be a father. If not, why bother, son? A boy can make him, but a man can raise one. Be a father to your child. Be a father to your child. Yeah, fuck that shit. I'm fucking this is KGB. What up, it's DJ EFN. Hola, this is Paquito, coming in live ah, from the this fatherhood. Is, this is fatherhood in español. <laughs> now, nah, what up, this is Manny Digital. Welcome to oh, the fatherhood oh, podcast. Oh, <laughs> I thought it was Don Francisco joining us as our special guest today. Ah, <laughs> oh, boy, it was a long time since we got on this microphone, boys. <laughs> Not long for you. Pose. <laughs> <laughs> this fucking guy. What's going on, fellas? I got I got a question for you. As I'm trying to figure my shit out. You know, you know what I love? Time out. Remember when we first started? We would it was terrible for us to get started. Like our, mm-hmm. our beginnings were horrible. K now. Yeah, they're horrible. K now just he focuses on just, all right, as soon as the welcome is over, I'm just going to dive right the fuck in. Yeah. We're going to skip I, all the... You don't want to waste no time. No, nah, because I'm, 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 I've been... I, I've been... Each week that goes by, I'm, like, putting stuff aside. Like, shit happens, and I'm I'm, I'm putting it aside. Like, all right, I got to talk about it. I got to ask about this because... Enabling it for the father. Yeah, it. yeah. Trying, trying to figure it out, man. Cool. Trying to figure it out. So what's, what's going on now, Kay? Okay. So, um... The other day we were out at the park. I don't. I, did I talk about this? Did I talk about this kid, this older kid, telling my son to take his shoes off? No. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. No. What the fuck? Yeah, right, like on right, some we, like Debo shit? Kind of, sorta. So we were at the park. Like, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Get. We'll get into it now. They're, they're playing. They're my son and his friend. They're playing soccer, and um. And some other kids start joining. An older kid pulls up, and he wants to play too. And, you know, it seemed nice enough, whatever. They're all starting to play. The older kid took his shoes off and, like, made a goal with it. I'm like, all right, cool, whatever. And then all of a sudden I see him call all the younger kids over, and then he, I see him motioning, like, pointing at my son. You know, the, the, an exchange happens. Next thing I know, I see my son pulling his shoes off for the goals. The other kid puts his shoes back on. My wife and I look at each other like, uh, I, you know, I hope, I hope he, I hope he wanted to do that and just didn't do that because he got, he got punked, uh, punked into it. Right. And so they're playing. You know, my son is running around in his socks, socks getting all dirty and all this shit. And so, but whatever, we just left it alone for right then and there. They're playing well enough. So later that night, you know, we're just kind of talking. Something, something else had happened, and so, so you know, we saw you uh, at the park. And did you want to take your shoes off? 
No. <laughs> like, well, he already had his shoes off. Why did what happened? Well, he said he wanted to put his shoes back on so he could play better. And so he told me to take mine off. I said, is, is he the boss of you? No. Like he's, but he's, but he's older. Is he the boss of you? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like he, but he's older. I said, and then my wife's like, well, if an older kid says, go take your pants off and run around, hey, are you going to do that? Yo. And he's, and he's like, and all of a sudden he had to stop and think for a second. Like, uh, and you know, she was like, the answer is fucking no. <laughs> right? like, I, I added the curse for that one, but um, no, I kind of believe she said that. <laughs> she was thinking. She was thinking that. But then it just turned into this whole discussion of, like, damn man, you gotta, you, you gotta have just being able to teach him. Like, look, you can't, you can't be afraid of older kids, and you definitely can't be afraid of adults. Like, you can't be just thinking just because someone is older. Or they act a little bit more aggressive. That you gotta just listen to what they're saying. I mean, right. it just it opened up just like a world in, in my head of like, fuck, man, I, he, you know, these kids are so impressionable and like, damn, I gotta teach him. I gotta really teach him not to just feel like he has to go and do something just because an older kid says it or curls up his fist and. I don't know, man. It was just kind of set set me uh, set me up in my head, like fuck. <laughs> but, do you, sure. but do you think it was like innocent on your son's part? Like, obviously, the other kid was trying to get over. But do do you think do you think your son felt pressured to do it, or he was trying to be nice about it? And I was like, oh, okay, I'll, it's my turn to take my shoes off. Or no, I think he I think he felt a little pressured, and I also think he was like maybe trying to trying to be the nice guy or trying to make the kid like him and oh he'll do it but i think i think i think he was probably felt pressured into it because at the end of the day we were we said did you want to do that did you want to take your shoes off no i didn't want to take his shoes off um so and then then he we just started talking about other friends that he knows and i don't know it turned into this long conversation and you know, he's talking about this kid at school who says, you know, he starts bossing people around and sometimes he tells my son, hey, give me this. And he's got like a bald, his, his fist is balled up and, and you know, that makes my son feel uncomfortable and it makes him want to give it to him. And we're like, yo, dude, he's trying to, he's trying to bully and boss you around. Like, mm. you know, you can't let people do that. You show them that, that that if that works then they're just going to take you for a ride all the time so it's trying to instill and it's a little tough but it's just because he's not a punk he's just got a good heart and he and and he's not you know he's not super aggressive which is which is great you know but i also don't want him to get taken advantage of down the line so it's trying to kind of instill this in him without changing who he is if that makes sense I have a man. I have a question for you before you you chime in on this. Do we feel that the it'd be the same conversation for girls? That you know, like how you said, you know, my son. I I know he's not a punk. He's just good. Like, do you know? Are those conversations are being had? Like, did you did you have them, or ha- are you having them with your daughters uh, about like getting, your oldest getting punked or being bullied? 
Yeah, being bullied, getting punk, standing up for yourself. I mean, I, I what's mean, the different conversation with a boy versus a girl? And is it right to have a different conversation, or you know, or do you have to approach it differently because of the different gender? I I can't say that I've approached it differently. I think it's been pretty much the same conversation. It's it's more. I mean, I haven't I haven't witnessed something like chaos, right? Where right. in the moment you're kind of seeing something happen, and then you're like. And you have that discussion afterwards. I've always been, we've always had like the conversation more proactively, which is like, yo, have these kinds of things happened? Like how, what's going on in school? Like, are, is anybody looking at you crazy? Is, you know, trying to step to you or what have you. And it's more just an inquiry. Right. And then explaining to her what she should and should not do. I've actually gone through some moves with her. Like, yo, if somebody tries to check you and shit's uncomfortable and you know, they try to set it on you. Like, you have to be provoked into retaliation, not like that should be your first, you know, line of offense. Or right. But, uh, I've, you know, I've said like, yo, if you're in this predicament, like if somebody's yoking you up, you got to do this. If somebody's grabbing you by the neck, you got to do this. Uh, and for my son, not on the same level, but also kind of the same conversation. It's like, yo, have you been through this, these kinds of things? But what, what I find conversation like i said is the same but i find that my daughter and not necessarily because of age i think it's just girls like we said mature faster i think she's more prepared in those situations than my son would be even without knowing kind of just basic defensive um tactics he, i think he would be more quick to to succumb to whatever the circumstances are versus my daughter would more likely be able to fend it off or you know deal with the situation more appropriately because probably start- boys are more prone to it in general though. yeah it probably and it probably begins mentally first a little bit with the the back and forth and you know am i going to listen to this person or am i not going to listen to this person versus the physical aspect at least right now yeah yeah i i, I agree with that so what's so what's the next step with your son like what I mean, this is uh, this has been ongoing. I mean, it's not like this kind of stuff happens all the time, but we've, I mean, which is why we've had him in karate and jujitsu and just so he learns to, it, it, all about just being confident in himself and just being able to defend himself. Um, the funny shit is, is that, it, so there'll be a kid that he claims he doesn't like or, you know, is not nice to him, but then when we'll see him somewhere, it's, hey, hey. And he's oh trying God. to be his, you know, and he's trying to be his best friend. And then I just kind of let it, let it slide. And then afterwards we'll talk to him say, Hey man, I thought you said so-and-so did X, Y, and Z and you didn't like it. And, you and so why are you, why are you Beating bigging him up? up and, and trying to be his buddy? And, you know, that's the wrong, like, what are you doing? <laughs> you yeah, he's know? kind of feeding the monster. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I have it's almost like he wants. It's almost like he wants the friendship from the from the the kids that aren't that nice to him, and and, and try to do. Maybe he thinks that's what's gonna, you know, get them to turn around from from stopping them. You know, to right. Acting like or that, or right. he just wants everyone to like him or something like that. And right. It's, we're trying to just teach him, like, look, man, not everyone's gonna like you. It's okay. You know, you gotta know where and who to spend your time with. Now, again, I'm talking to a six-year-old. Yeah, right. um, where their world is this big, that's yeah. the thing we got to always keep in mind. I, I have the same exact issue or you know situation. Like, it always happens. And what's funny is at the beginning of the school year, 
my son, you know, and, and this one kid, they became like really, you know, close, good friends. And then there was like a group of kids around them that always wanted to interact with, with both of them. So like, you know, kids just trying to play with other kids. And then my one other kid, I guess, was like rivaling him for the friendship of, of his, his buddy. Mm-hmm. But not like on some like, yo, I'm taking your friend. Now he's my friend. It was more like, you know, just trying to jump in and play with both of them. And my son started to feel away. And then he started saying that the other kid was, I don't know. He, he kept saying like negative stuff toward him. And then you would see the exact same occurrence. Like we would be at some Halloween party or something. And then those kids would all be there. And he gravitated. Oh, he had the greatest time. And then we get home and we have the same conversation. Like, yo, what's up, man? Like you were saying all this. You had us looking at the kid sideways because, you know, you made it seem like he was doing something to you. And then you go ahead and do this. Now, now that's kind of when, you know, the whole lying thing right. that we talked about last episode. I was like, see, we can't really trust you when you say things like that because your actions say something completely different. So we had to have check him. And ultimately, now they're all friends. But that's, I think that's just some kindergarten shit. Like, they just go through that wave and ultimately they come out relatively okay at the end of it. No, I feel like it lasts longer than kindergarten, though. No, I'm sure. I'm just saying, like, that's when I started noticing it. And I'm sure, Kay, right, that's right. your first experience, too. Yeah. Yeah. There was a little bit of that in preschool, too. Um, mm. But definitely notice it more now with, with kindergarten. And, um, yeah, it's just, I guess it's just an ongoing, It's an. it'll be an ongoing thing of just making sure that he's prepared to take care of himself when need be. That's really the main goal. I don't want him to be... You know, I'm not trying to raise a, uh, a bully or someone who thinks he's got to be tough guy or whatever. I just want to be able to, you know, Confident. know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah no, self-confidence, you know, it doesn't. He, he won't feel the need to bully and he won't allow himself to be bullied. Yeah. I mean, or that's allow, what we could all or, hope for. Or allow other people, you know, around his circle to get bullied, yeah. Right, right, for sure. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we could all hope that we raise kids that, don't have to go through some of those things. What if, what if, hypothetically, your kids do become the bully? And like, like on some like, back in the day bullying. Like, yeah. in our day, if you call somebody a bully, that's because it was going above and beyond. Not like right, today, right. you know, it's it's more watered down, I would say, with the definition of a bully. What would you guys do? Man, that would hurt, man. <laughs> to be quite <laughs> Well, the thing is, would we even notice? Because... I'm pretty sure that the the bully, the kid who's doing most of the bullying, comes home with less emotional baggage than the kid that's being bullied. So you might think everything's fine. Oh, this kid, you know, he's gonna the bully's gonna come back. Like, yeah, everything's great in school, you know. I think you'd begin to you'd get a glimpse of it from the teachers and from the other kids' parents and right, that kind right. of stuff would start to. And also, you know, based off experience, chances are anybody that's bullying was bullied, also or is. It could be current at the same time. They, it's kind of like a, a vicious cycle. What, yeah, a cycle exactly where you're bullied, then you kind of pass that on to the next person, and then it kind of it's a cycle that happens, and that kind of happened to me when I was young. Mm. So what would you do if you knew? I mean, you got who knows? We we just who I don't know. Talk to them and 
Hopefully there's fucking um, a manuscript to read. <laughs> <laughs> right. No, I mean, I mean, what can you do? You got to talk to them and kind of maybe put yourself in their shoes and explain like what I just did. Like, I'll be like, look, I was in this situation myself as a kid. Boom, boom, boom. But I mean, obviously that only goes so far. That's like history of, of, of parents. Well, you know, in my day I did this and I, you know, trying to relate with the kid. The kid's like, whatever, I'm going through it right now. Right. It's different. Right. That's but, when you do the, that's when you do the Manny, uh, Take away the vacation. <laughs> setup. Uh, yeah, straight up. Well, this was, I was going to say this, and I've said this probably in previous episodes, but, and I mean, obviously, really young kids, I don't think it'll necessarily do much. But one thing that I have noticed from certain kids that have, have gone through this is like traveling, like when a kid travels the world or sees other places, maybe it doesn't have to be the world, it could be another state or another city in the beginning. But but the world is important because I've noticed people that have taken their kids and traveled and then those kids come back. They see now the world as a bigger place and these problems that are more micro that cause them so much stress aren't stressing them that much anymore because they're like, they've seen other things, other people, other languages, other cultures. And they're just like this here, this neighborhood ain't it. And I don't know. I feel like there's something about traveling um, for kids, that is is very effective in, in them handling a lot of these situations that we talk about. And obviously, a lot of us grow up, you know, and a lot of people maybe even listening, they don't have the means um, to have their kids travel or for them to travel with their kids abroad. But uh, I'm sure that even just locally doing, you know, like leaving, you know, your city and going to outskirt, you know, areas that, that are, don't don't necessarily reflect your city kind of showing them different things in different places and the way different people live and doing cultural things might kind of be that. But yeah, I think travel could help. Agreed. So maybe we should start a fatherhood's uh, travel, travel package as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Yo, man, we got, I got mad ideas. <laughs> you know, we, we take should, your kid to Bangladesh, kid. We should, we should put a poll out on Twitter and see how many people vote for, for the different things. The different fatherhoods enterprises. What was my other one? Uh, create a fake. No, uh, no. There's the K said the travel insurance. Travel insurance. <laughs> right. I said the fake, the fake travel. Right. The fake. Uh, so you don't lose money or something. Right. Now what fake. was mine? Yeah. Fake. The fake. Uh, uh, fake hazard or whatever. Fake hurricane. I forget what the fuck. It was some natural disaster shit you were talking about. We no, had, I was saying and we had and we had the school of heart. That little amusement park that they have to go through. <laughs> right. Get lumped up and then take take your ass back to the burbs. Yeah. Yo, TM, trademark on everything we just talked about. Well, should we see what our guest feels about our uh, our new ideas? Yeah, yeah, let's do it. All right. So today's guest is a good friend of ours over here of the show, of everything we're doing. Straight hustler. This guy wears many hats. Uh, he... I don't know if he wants me to mention everybody he works for, but I definitely deal with him on the revolt side of things. He's an incredible businessman, uh, and uh, he has a lot to offer in terms of uh, fatherhoods because he's dealing with a lot right now. So uh, our guest today is Vincent Lambino. Hey, yo! How are you guys? <laughs> what up, man? <laughs> A.K.A. Vinny. Thanks for having me, Thanks for having me guys. Uh, real honor. You know, uh, I've known you guys for such a long time, and you guys are doing great things in the marketplace. So uh, I'm happy to be on. 
Appreciate Vinny, it. you don't have to sell to us, buddy. Yo, yeah, I was gonna say you sound you, you sounded mad like uh, you a salesperson over here. I thought you were gonna pull up the PowerPoint no. right now. Nah, not a, not at all, not at all, Ben. So, Vinny, what, what what's your uh, family dynamic? What's your background with uh, how many kids and all that good stuff? Oh, I have three wonderful boys. I got one who's seven, and then I have two one-year-olds. Uh, who cause havoc? I got v- Vinny Jr., Ace, and Cruz. Uh, they are definitely changed the way I look at things. <laughs> <laughs> In a sense of uh, you know what what's important. You know we do a lot of things, especially in the music industry. Uh, you know we've seen a lot of things, but ultimately uh, this type of job is probably the hardest job, uh, but yet the most rewarding. So you travel a lot. What, how has the kids impacted you being away and how you manage in that? Because that's something we all deal with. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, you know, the traveling has been tough, uh, especially with the younger, uh, the two young ones. Uh, you know, with my eldest, it was kind of a lot easier because it was just like one and, you know, I'd be gone for only a couple of days because of who I work for. Uh, and being at Revolt, it's a more high demand of traveling and touring. Um, you know, I, I kind of give it up to my wife, who is really the CEO of the house, um, and managing it. Thank God for technology. Put it mm-hmm. that way. Without yeah. FaceTime, you know, I, I couldn't imagine being on the road this much. So, so you you giving props, I guess, to to FaceTime and that kind of thing. Right now, right? That's what you're referring to when you say tech? Absolutely. I mean, I couldn't imagine just like just doing a phone call and not seeing your kids, you know, Uh, being on the road and E and, you know, I know you guys are on the road. Uh, It's tough. It's tough, especially as a new father. Hmm. But yeah, it's different. Yeah, I could attest to that. So, So how is it with twins? Uh, we don't get a ton of folks with <laughs> twins. I'd love to know. Yeah, we had recognized was. I, think, I know. I think he was the only other one, right? Yeah. yeah. So like, yeah. How, mean, how, how do you how do you deal? Because you got two of the same sex. They're that one year trouble. apiece. They they gotta be. Yeah. I mean, they are pro- like one looks like I call him little pun. He looks like big pun. Uh, <laughs> the other one, the other one, it. Uh, he, it's like, you know, there, there's a bad one and a good one, and then the bad one feeds off. Oh, you hear one of them right now in the background. <laughs> to handle these, I, I, you know, they're, they're nuts. They're nuts. You hear them right now. <laughs> they're trying to get in on the interview. <laughs> that's do, fatherhood. Do you, yeah. do, do you get home? Yeah, that's, that's real fatherhood. Do you get home, I, yeah, like hug them a little bit, and then you throw them back to your wife? I basically I do once they start <laughs> once they start screaming I pass them on to my wife so a good fifteen minutes when I'm with these guys I usually right now I I can only extend myself an hour I, and I'm not lying we have a nanny thank God for Carmen shout out to her you know she's here every day helping my wife um, you know we get a lot of help uh, family also helps you know sometimes uh, you know Gina's mom's out in the Bronx. Hell yeah, they like coming to the suburbs, you know. <laughs> hey, Vinny, talking about about family, um, I think you're you're a 
you're a great example of like the American melting pot in the sense that you yourself come from a multicultural background and then your family dynamic is doubling down on multi multiculturalism. So tell us about that. Like tell us about your background and then now your your family dynamic in terms of cultural, you know, background and stuff. Yeah, I mean, being a, like Filipino American, um, a lot of cultures are being mixed, right? We have a very Italian kind of big family food around all that stuff, but it also has that kind of like Asian and Latin flavor, right? Right. My wife is Dominican, right? 100% Dominican talking. Washington Manny's smiling Heights. right now because he's Dominican. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Blat- I mean, Washington Heights, Dominican, like Dykeman. Platano Power. Kind of Mangu. Yeah. <laughs> Mangu, <laughs> Mofongo, you know, Platanos con salami. You know, I think, you know, that's the true melting pot of what America is, right? Mm. You know, we're the new majority. And I think that's important to un- understand and embrace as a culture, especially in, during these times, right? You know, I'm 42 years old. I grew up differently. I grew up in a white suburban area, mostly Italians. Very different. I can't tell. Right? Can't tell by your... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Can't tell by your eye. What can yeah. I say? Your Italiano <laughs> swag over here. Forget about it. Forget about it. <laughs> but that's, I mean, that's how I grew up, you know? It's, it's dudes that, you know, Westchester Italians are very different from Brooklyn Italians, from Bronx mm. Italians, you know? It's, it's, it's a combo of, like, the suburban uh, Italian versus, you know, a Bronx Italian with a mix of, like, you know... A, you know, a little bit of Latin here, a little bit of Asian there. You know, that that's kind of like the dynamic I kind of grew up with. Uh, now having this being such a melting pot in my household, I'm super happy that these guys are going to grow up like that. You know, we still live in a very suburban area in Rodbrook where it's, you know, predominantly Jewish, but yet we're, we're the ones that are being attracted. Like people want, like, I feel like families want to know us more and understand our culture more, which is very different from when I was growing up, you know? And you think as far as them wanting to know you guys better, it's it's from a good intention perspective, not like on some... Absolutely. Okay. That's Absolutely. And Anybody I, and with I a brain that's... would know that's the future of America is multiculturalism. So, and yeah. with... And, and, and that's with, a good point. And with your oldest son, is he, is he cognizant of... of the different cultures that's part of his background and, and how does he, how does he take to the various parts of, of his being? He, he definitely does it. You know, I, I make it a point for him to understand the difference, right? You know, it's okay for him to go up to Washington Heights and visit his cousins that are still, you know, in certain projects. Mm-hmm. Right. So he appreciates it, but also understand that he's different and that's okay to be different. Right. But the reality is when he gets older, he's not going to be so much different, right? Does, so I, do, I, I think – I'm sorry. I'm on. sorry to cut you off. I was going to say, does, do, you, do you have any concerns about that as you see how things are, are shaping up and hopefully things are going to get a lot better? But does any of that, like, put any fear or concern in you when your kids are, you know, older? I mean, of course, right? Mm. Uh, of course there's always that fear. Uh, we just, as fathers, have to instill them respect for authority, right? Mm. And make sure that they understand if 
cop says, and I, I don't mean to get all crazy like that, you listen and you pay attention, right? right. Be cognizant of your surroundings. Of course, I, I, I get worried about that, but hopefully that changes by the time they get older, you know, as they get into adulthood. Hopefully that changes, and I, and I see that pattern, right? But for now, of course, of course, you know, there's certain places that we can go to out, out even in Long Island or even northern Westchester. Of course, you're going to see certain things that are different. Even Putnam County, like that area. Yeah. Of course. How, how, how old is your but, oldest again? Is, you said he's seven? Oldest is seven, turning eight. Okay. So, so before you joined us, we were talking a little bit about instilling, like, how to work through the confidence, instilling confidence. And I was talking about my own son just kind of going through some, some things and working with him on that. What's been your strategy and have you had to kind of, I mean, some kids are just born with a kind of an innate like sense of confidence and they know how to carry themselves and all that right. kind of stuff. What's been your mission with that? It's funny because, you know, I think he sees, the swag that I come out with. So he automatically thinks he's got it. Hmm. Right. I think it's, you, you learn that he's learning through watching and he's I, emulating and you. I don't have a, yeah, I'm, I don't have a formula. You know what I mean? Like that's, what's interesting. Like about being a parent, right? You learn as you go, you remember things that was done to you, but you know, you kind of tweak things, right? Grow you know, growing up as first generation, you know, they're very strict. You, they want to do this, that, and a third. I was in the generation where, you know, your father probably didn't tell you that he loves you every single day, mm -hmm. right? I kind of changed that. So it's learn as I go. I don't have a formula. I really don't. There's things that I do probably that are incorrect, but there's th certain things that I know are great, and I've tweaked it to what, what I want it to be like. You know what I mean? Yeah. Does that, it, it, does that make sense? Yeah, totally. I don't know, Vinny. Does it? Does it make sense for you? I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I mean, I mean, we we talk about it all the time. Like, um, and I and we, I personally, I, I'm always kind of, um, thankful. I guess is is the word because, in in and I don't know your your father situation, and I'd love to hear it from you directly. But in our cases on the show. You know, we all had like some sort of riff or, you know, distance between us and our, our dads. And it's mm -hmm. it's interesting because you could easily go down that same path with your own kids. Right. You could just copy, paste, continue that that cycle. But we <laughs> uh, at least up until now, you know, we've all chosen the path of being better or doing more than our, our dads did for us. So. You know, the example you just gave kind of shows the same kind of thing where, you know, you didn't get, I love yous very much, but you doubled down on that with your kids. What what did yeah. your upbringing look like from a father fatherhood perspective? My, my upbringing, yeah, it's middle class. You know, uh, father worked hard. You know, uh, he instilled hard work. Education was the biggest thing. You couldn't get anywhere without education, right? Um, it wasn't, I'm your, I'm your father, I'm not your friend. Yeah. You cry to your mother. That's the shit. Right? <laughs> um, and I think that, that's cool. I do do that in a, in a sense for my eldest. Uh, and I don't mean to, but I do think that that's important. But the also flip side is I tell him I love you every day. Mm -hmm. Right? There's not a day that I leave this house 
I don't need it. I kiss all my boys and I tell the eldest that I love them, just so he knows, right? Mm-hmm. As much as as tough as I could be, which I'm, I could be a hard ass, right? I, I got that from my father. It made me work hard, right? Mm-hmm. But I didn't have that. Oh, I love you, type of type of feeling or, or or being said, and that's cool. That's cool. That's what what's made me. That's why I'm hard on the exterior. So my kid, I want him to have that hard exterior, but I also want him to know that he can always come to me. I was scared shit of my father. Um, I don't want it to be that relationship, but I also want to make sure that there's some level of like Respect. disciplinary. Like I'm not your friend. I'm not your best friend. I'm your friend. You can come to me, but there's going to be repercussions if there's, you know, wrongdoing, right. if you're doing wrong. Right, and that's what as fathers, that's what that's our jobs, right? Yeah. We gotta we gotta raise men. For sure. Have Have you had any instances of like significant lying take place with with your eldest <laughs> that you've had to address? Uh, do I? I'm sorry. Can you repeat that again? Yeah. Has your seven year old lied to you to an extent where you know it's been considered serious by you? Like not a little white lie, like something that kind of affected you in a way that you kind of want to lash out? And if so, how, no, how did you not, approach it? Not not yet. You know, he's, he has done some little white lies. And the way I've approached those little white lies are just like if it was, it, it didn't, it doesn't matter. For me, a lie is a lie. So whether it's big or small, mm-hmm. I, I continue to teach him. And it's, he's going through that phase where it's like, I didn't do it. I didn't do it. Meanwhile, I'm like, I saw you on the house camera. You did it. <laughs> you know, that type of shit. And he's like, okay, I did it. Yeah, um, I don't know why I envision so, I envision Vinny, the book of Vinny being like, well, if you're going to lie, make it make dollars and cents. <laughs> <laughs> the book of Vinny. <laughs> the book of Vinny. Yeah, you know, I mean, that's kind of like, I, I, got, I, I got to nip it in the butt. It's little white lies right now, but what, you know, God forbid something serious happens and you, and you t- tell him big lies. Listen, at the end of the day, I want to raise him better than me, mm-hmm. right? I've done some shit on my, in my time too. You know, we weren't all perfect. Listen, um, and, and that's just, we can say, we talk it up, say boys will be boys, but, you know, we, I, I got to nip that in the butt, right? Mm-hmm. Apple doesn't fall too far from the tree. So it's like, I know every little trick you got. Yeah. Who's, who's so the person in the household that's, that's doing the disciplining? You? I, I primarily do it. My wife's Dominican. Come on. And they're, they're all boys. I don't know, bro. I used to get they're beat the fuck. Be- I used to get <laughs> beat the fuck up from my four foot mom. So I don't yeah, know. Don't Dominicans use chancletas too? <laughs> Broomsticks at my house. Dominican. The <laughs> oh, I've got, I've gotten the belt. I got in every, you know, you name it, I got it. <laughs> and you know what? That's another subject. I, I, you know, I'll throw it back to you guys. How are you guys dealing with that type of discipline? Well, I don't have to deal with it yet because she's a, a baby. <laughs> so I'll hand it over to these guys with grown, you know, more grown kids. Yeah, my my son is six, going on seven, and yeah, so it's not it. He gets disciplined, but it's not nothing physical. Um, yeah, but definitely there's consequences. There are lessons to be learned, that kind of stuff. Definitely spent a lot of time trying to explain 
explain more to him as opposed to screaming at him. That makes sense. Right. Um, it, yeah. You know, it can be a little frustrating sometimes because sometimes he'll do something and you just want to let loose. Um, but it, it that doesn't seem to be very effective. I mean, there's been a couple times where um, we've, you know, we haven't thought about what we were going to do and just kind of lashed out and then it just made the situation worse. Um, I guess it's part of just knowing, knowing your kid and knowing like what they're like emotionally and what's going to kind of get through to them and what's not your, your approach, you know? Yeah, no. And I get that. And that's good pointers too, because for me, sometimes I lose my shit. I'm, I'm used to like kind of like running things with, you know, being boisterous just ne- you know, just recently, about a couple of years ago, my wife was just like, yo, you got to just calm down. Just chill out. These guys aren't grown ass men yet. Mm. Um, and I would talk to these, you know, I would talk to Vinny, my eldest, like a grown ass man. Um, where now I take a step back and explain why this is wrong. Why you shouldn't do that. Why you shouldn't be touching that. And it's hard. It's hard to contain yourself as a father. Uh, especially during my time, you know, me, I get fucking smacked in the head and we'll call it a day. Mm-hmm. And keep it moving, right? <laughs> yeah. And, and, and I promise you, we'll never do that again, right? Right. Um, for for me, I think it's, it's I, generation. It, it is generational. And, and not, like we said here, like, you know, we, we try to do better because uh, we, we, we know better. We went through kind of that, the knucklehead phase and we got slapped up for that. Right. But in my case, like I use, I, I default to kind of like the three strike rule. So I'll do my little explaining, I'll you know reprimand a little bit vocally, but then after, and I'll give them warning. I'm like, yo, if you do that, you do that again. There's gonna be consequences. And Jedi they, mind tricks. <laughs> yeah, and they and my kids, they hate like most kids. I think at this age, my my the kids right now are twelve, six, and three. And equally across the board, I would give them the same kind of consequence, which is if you've exceeded your opportunities and you struck out, you're going to go to sleep early. And from 12 to 3, they all hate it. So if the you know if the eldest can go to sleep at 930 on a school night, she's going to sleep at 7 o'clock. And the youngest, like I go extreme, you know, it's not like a 20-minute thing. Like you, you really going to feel it. You're going to be well-rested, but you're going to miss out on whatever the fuck it is that you were trying to do. <laughs> and, yo. You're it, giving them the FOMO. Right, exactly. And, yo, FOMO works great. Like, I don't, have, I don't even have to really raise my voice too much, which is great. And, but you, they feel the pain without necessarily being, you know, hit or anything. So maybe psychologically there's some damage, but I'm all right with that, I think, for right now because it's paying dividends. Right. That's, that's some good advice. I like that. <laughs> well, I, we the first one's free, Vinny. We ain't even gonna charge that's you. That's the book that. of Manny Digital. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is this is very therapeutic for me. Oh. <laughs> that's why we do it, man. <laughs> I actually closed my office, the door, and I'm just like, you know what? This is really making me think about parenting. <laughs> no bullshit. I didn't think that this would work. <laughs> and he's on the massage chair right now. Yeah, so relaxed. Yo, so, so Vinny, you you in in hip hop circles heavy. What um, and, and I'm sure, especially your seven year old, he's probably looking at that lifestyle and it's like, man, yo, that shit looks kind of dope. You mentioned he tries to mimic your swag. How how yeah. is how have you kind of introduced that hip hop world to him? 
I mean, I'm sure he's seen it, I but mean, like, are you actively introducing him? I, I, I am, and hip-hop has given me so much. Mm-hmm. It really has, uh, from relationships to even, you know, this career that, I, you know, I couldn't, I wouldn't even imagine, right? Um, you know, he's hanging out with Davies. He's taking pictures with, you know, XYZ artists. Um, I, I think, you know, his friends think it's cool, right? When I come around, I'm a, a different father, you know, than most of these guys up here. Uh, and he loves it. And I think his friends kind of look to him as like, yo, your father knows pop or your father's doing, you know, father's doing this with XYZ artists, right? Um it's, that artist is big, little X Y Z, right? But I mean, I mean, he listens, and it's it's bad for me because he hears the music I listen to in the car. I'm just listening to El Capo with Jim Jones. His yeah. favorite song in the, is uh, New York City, you know, mm. and he's singing it in the hallways like the little Nas X. He's like, that's cute, but here's some, <laughs> you know. You know, he's listening to a lot of things, but like, uh, and Vinny, come over here. El Capo, what's your favorite song? Tell, tell, tell my boys. New York City, Michelle, <laughs> There you go. <laughs> but so he, he loves it. He just loves it. He, he watches Revolt. He looks at the videos and, you know, he's on this Spotify. He has his own account. He's, He's a guest on Drink with... Champs. <laughs> He'll be a guest on Drink Champs. <laughs> I know. <laughs> he does have Drink Champs stickers in his bag on his bag. He has Revolt stickers. I nice. mean, he is uh, definitely living and breathing hip hop. Uh, now, what what about lyrics? Are you monitoring the content at all for some of, for, for some of the stuff, or is it free reign? I'm I'm gonna be honest. Sometimes I do, but when I'm in the car, he, you know, and it's just him and I, I'm listening to the real lyrics. And, and he's um, going, he, he's and that, repeating them? He's not repeating it, which ah. is good. Uh, ah. And he knows what's right or wrong. Um, but he's exposed to it. Right. As long as he's not saying it and there's no problems in school, you know, he's a good kid. Um but his even his teachers know that his father's in the music industry mm. and he listens to hip hop. Like all have, of them. The, the whole town knows. Have you had to explain um, what some of the different words and all that? And like have you had to kind of go blow by blow with some of the stuff or is it or is he just learning it from yet. school or whatever? Not yet. You know, I think he's getting a little bit from school and some of the lyrics, but like, you know, I haven't gotten into this is what this means, or you shouldn't say this because, you know, the F word, what does it really mean? Right. I, I don't need to get into that. He just knows that those are bad words, right? Um, and, it, it, you know, he, he gets it. He, he's a good kid when it comes to that because he knows that that music will stop. Oh, you mean, like, his access to it will, will cease? Yeah, his access to that music will I was stop. I say the music is going to stop. <laughs> Yeah. What? Well, well, never stop, Vinny. <laughs> what about? I brought him to concerts that I've done, you know, with the headphones and all. So he he's around it. He's around it. He has to be, right? Yeah, he's a product of hip hop. At know, what age? Yeah. At what age did you take him, your your eldest, to a hip hop concert? Like this what was, was it? Fir- this year. This year was his first. Okay. This this year was his first, but I controlled it though. 
the Westchester County Center, you know, it, uh, I, it was controlled. It was in a controlled environment. I knew, you know, you're, you're he's not watching hip hop like general market, uh, you know, GP. Yeah, yeah. Right. He, he's backstage. And I got, I have to do that to protect myself. Right. Um, I was going to say, that's, that's ballsy. I also have to remind him. <laughs> I also have to remind him that this shit ain't normal. Right. You know? Right. <laughs> Good luck with that shit. That's going to, that's his normal now. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, that's another thing. You want to talk about values. You know, we are in, in the entertainment space. We get a lot of access to a lot of things from floor seats to a Nick game to, you know, baseball tickets to suites and shit like that. The first thing I always say, especially if I'm not paying for it, is do not get used to it. This is not the norm. Mm. That yeah, was that's important. That hard they, work. They definitely need to yeah, it's that. coming from yeah. your work, and that's what, what he needs to understand, which I'm sure that's what you're trying to get across. Yeah, and, and that's very important for me as a father, being like, this is not the norm. You don't get on the, you know, you don't watch a Nick game on the floor at your age. It's just not normal. Shit, it's not normal you know, at my yeah. age. <laughs> yeah, Manny wants to know if you can adopt them for one of those games. Yeah, yo, just I'll, I'll be a Lambino one night. Let's go. <laughs> I'm already Dominican. He's halfway there. <laughs> Hey, Cosing, bring back out. That's dope, though. That's pretty dope, though. I mean, you're like, in. You're in. <laughs> it's kind of cool, though. I mean, I, I don't know, you know, if if I'm a seven year old kid and my dad lays, you know, smackdown on me, call it, tells me, yo, this ain't normal, but I'm consistently going to like, you know, pretty exclusive types of events. I, I kind of feel like it'll be normal in my head. Like, as much as my father would tell me no, like, if that's what I'm seeing most of the time, that's what it's going to feel like. But I think that goes back to, like, me bringing him to the heights, right? Mm, you got to okay. have that balance. balance. And, I, and I, right. I, I'm forever bringing him to that. Like, he got cousins. I don't even know how old they are. They say that they're eight, but I know <laughs> they're 13. <laughs> I know they're 13. <laughs> but Push the 200 you know, on the bench press. <laughs> he gets tuned up when he goes there because I want him to know that, like what we've provided as fathers. We're all good fathers on this, on here. Yeah. You know, we've provided and we've extended ourselves to be better, right? Where he, you know, where his other side of the family, I will, I, he has to understand that. Yeah. That hard work is what comes out of what, where we are, right? We're, we're, however, right? If you don't work hard, you will be in the streets, right? That's true. And that's, that's kind of like that balance. Yeah. Yeah, and it's, it's always good for him to have a healthy appreciation of what he has by seeing other circumstances. And and understand his culture, the culture, right? Right. You know, Rockford Park is very different from Rybrook, you know, basketball court here. Damn, right? Skippy. Very different. Damn, Vinny. You, uh, you're a good guy, guy. Damn it, Lambino. <laughs> I like that. I, I appreciate you, cousin. Forget about it. Yeah, there you go. Vinny's going to be our future uh, Filipino-Italian uh, correspondent. <laughs> In these fatherhood <laughs> streets. 
Yo, Vinny, Aren't man. You reporting live from the Heights. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you for thank you for taking time away from your kids to uh, to kick it with us. <laughs> nah, thank you for having having me, man. I appreciate all, all the love to you, boys. You know, anytime, anytime. This is good stuff. My this brother, like my. Uh, this sure. is definitely interesting. I, I'm I'm much more relaxed. See that way. Yeah, we'll do it again for sure. I'm a man. All right, brother. All right, my brother. Thank you very All much, right. Vinny. Later, Vinny. Peace. Peace. Have a good night. Bye.